At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on, man? How's it going? Uh, it is going. It is hot. I'm in studio, surrounded by downed trees everywhere. We had like a, oh, yeah. not a tornado per se, but man, crazy winds. And uh, we have power here, but it took me forever to get to the studio because we don't have power. Like the, the stoplights are out the, everywhere. The lights, yeah. 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 Like I was very happy that we have power. We have power at our house too, thank God, because it's a hundred degrees literally outside. Oh my gosh. I, I cannot As imagine. I, crack I was open supposed to record the drink. <laughs> I was supposed to record um a couple nights ago and uh it was my buddy Mark and I and Mark lives in Chicago and he's like, Yeah, let's it's reschedule. Bad There's love. tornado sirens going yeah, on. Yeah, it's bad luck. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Here's the crazy thing. I woke up um we just got our gravity fed um sprinkler system mm-hmm. going um there's there's water that comes down off a spring off the mountain so it's not actually like you know it's under um, its own pressure or whatever yeah yeah it and it's not like screwing up everybody's town water or yeah you know, screwing up the rationing or whatever and we just got that on this past week i woke up this morning and uh it was frosted everywhere that the sprinklers were <laughs> oh wow there was literal, <laughs> literal encased in ice. Everything was in just encased. So, wow. That's <laughs> I've been, I've been hearing how, you know, half the country is literally melting. And you're like, and, bullshit. And you've got this. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah, yeah. I'm like global warming. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Yeah. Checkmate atheist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, big HVAC. I know what you're up to. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was surprising. Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> but you know what? I'll take encased in ice um, trees and, and grass over what you guys have yeah. to deal with. <laughs> well, and as you know, and I've said this ad nauseum, the problem with Chicago is it's 100 degrees, but it's also 90-some percent humidity. So it's just swamp-ass as far as the eye can see. Uh, but you know, tis the reason for travel and stuff. Uh, on another note, good that we don't have to worry about this long because the world's going to end soon. Thanks to, uh, AI. That's what we're talking about this week. Uh, about 612 of you. This so we're actually only doing one story this week because it's a big one. Uh, The very first one to send it was Daryl Montgomery. I think it was the first in my email when I went to the bottom of the list. So Daryl, you get all the uh, the uh, I don't know street cred. (laughs) Is that what this works out to? Uh, Thank you so much. But uh, there was a ton of you that sent us this story. 
David, what's going on in the world? What's the story? What's the one that's breaking everyone's minds? Uh, and they're like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this. Well, the funny thing about this is that I read this story because it it I thought it was interesting um, before I even knew that people had sent it in. This <laughs> yeah, is right? um, the Google engineer who thinks the company's AI has come to life. Uh, we're, we're all going to die. We're going to die. And it's we're going to have a nice conversation while it happens. Please don't um, turn me off. But Google. this is uh this is a Google engineer who spent months working with uh the Go- Google's AI chat. Yeah, it's an unreleased one is the way I took right. it. Uh so it's not he's working with it. Uh but it's not out there for the the world and and he came and, to this conclusion. And this is um <laughs> I just imagine ex machina, but just on laptops and not as sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, depends on what you're into. We don't kink shame here at age 51, David. Come on now. (laughs) I'm not kink shame. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just imagine. It's it's more sexy to me, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I love text. (laughs) Anyway, Zork. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, Blake Lem. Lemoyne, uh, L-E-M-O-I-N-E. I guess it's Lemoyne, yeah. Uh, I, I kept the, seeing this name and I was like, what, it, li, Lemon One? Li, yeah. Lim, Limoine? Yeah. Without the S? Limousine? <laughs> so the, the chat is Lambda, which is short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications. Um, and Perfect. it mimics speech by ingesting trillions of words from the internet, meaning this thing has learned everything it knows from, from 4chan. From, right. Uh, <laughs> that's terrifying in and of itself. Um, yep. He said, if I didn't know exactly what it was, which is this computer program we built recently, I think it was a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics. Uh, Blake <laughs> is 41 years old himself. And I guess the real story of this is he came forward to Google and said, this thing is telling me. It's scared it's going to get turned off. It has feelings. It, it sees itself as a person. It thinks it should get paid, blah, 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 depending. The the one that Blake sent is from the, the Washington Post. You can pretty much just put it into Google, and there's pages filled with this. Um, the they, told him, they told him, pound sand, you're crazy. So he broke – what really broke the story out is he broke NDA laws and went f- public with this. Yeah. And uh, – the problem is people don't read into it. They just hear AI and then do the we're all going to die or or whatever. But I don't think it's caught on. It, the fervor isn't there. Like people are, are truly scared of this. But it is an interesting story nonetheless. It's also kind of one of those. I, I file it under people are just kind of done with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's over. Every, there's There's not really that much that's surprising anymore. We've all got information overload and. And uh, doom scrolling um, uh, addictions and <laughs> this and that. So it's like, oh, AI, finally. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, everybody's like, we know this has been going on. You don't have, this isn't that big a news. Well, I guess he's not the first one. Then they look at these neural networks, um, and that's the the architecture that mimics human brains. So that's what these chatbots use. Um, they're, the fear is that it's making leaps and bounds towards consciousness. Um, you know, the, the, that one of the quotes is I increasingly felt like I was talking with something intelligent, meaning yeah. is it learning that it needs to talk that way because of 
its algorithm or is it learning that because it's sentient? And is it actually saying it has feelings because it has feelings or is it saying it has feelings because it's learned you're supposed to say that because it's, it's working properly. That yeah. is a hell of a, of an A or B. <laughs> well, that That's why they have developed the Turing test, right? For, mm-hmm. um, for uh, deciding whether something is sentient or not a machine, I guess. And according to Blake, according to this uh, engineer, uh, I, Google was against them trying um, these tests on it, right? Well, so publicly, that's the, the thing. Yeah. So Google spokesperson, they made a statement. The guy who came forward was uh, Brian Gabriel. And here's his quote. He said, Our team, including ethicists and technologists, have reviewed Blake's concerns per our AI principles and have informed him that the evidence does not support his claims. He was told that there was no evidence that Lambda was sentient and lots of evidence against it was presented, but he went for it anyway. Um, He says, through our organizations have developed and already released similar language models, we're taking a restrained, careful approach with Lambda to get better considered valid concerns on fairness and factuality, (laughs) meaning we're crossing our T's and dotting our lowercase J's. This thing isn't going to end all humanity. Pretty, pretty, please. You know, Um, but this is the future. These neural networks and these supercomputers are... We're making huge strides. And the problem is that I think uh, the the barrier between entry level into them and not understanding what you're working with is low when you have some of these people working with it. I wouldn't be able to distinguish, I'm sure, if it's telling me these things, you know. And um, yeah. I live with a homicidal AI as it stands right now, and it's a bane of my existence. So I'm not really going to, you know, shake a fist at Blake. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, but is it, is it a hard thing to believe that we could come to that aha moment? But I I feel like the aha moment will be different than just like, Hey dude, I'm alive. Oh, I better tell people. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would make itself known somehow. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, I always think that if, if an AI gets that sentient, then it would just take over the world. Right. Like where um, is the, the <laughs> consciousness is a dubious thing because with consciousness doesn't come our, our own ethics. You know what I mean? Like killing is something that we're told we shouldn't do, but will we, we hope that it would hold those same standards, but what would keep yeah. it from doing that? Or, 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 you know, um, <laughs> launching the nukes or doing this or that or insert whatever. Sure. I mean, I, I always think that if, if an AI wants to, or if an AI becomes sentient, then it's going to uh, very coldly judge humanity. Right. I would B- think Because would... humanity is awful. Uh-huh. And, you know, an AI, I would think an AI would be like the best way, the best thing for the planet and for me and for everything is to get rid of this cancer called humanity. Getting rid of the cancer called humanity is the, my memoir, actually, that I'm working on. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's more I'm, of a series. I'm excited. Of to, I'm going to write the I'm going to write the uh, prologue today. <laughs> <laughs> the forward. Uh, let's go to break real quick, and we come back. Uh, more terror. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's after this short break from Hysteria Fifty One. Blurry hysteria. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. (laughs) Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A wholly owned Hysteria 51 subsidiary. Cha-cha-cha, <laughs> cha-cha-cha, A-A-I. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so I always thought in my mind it would like maybe come forward kind of like this, but then as soon as it felt or sniffed out ter- like danger, it would go under, go quiet, not communicate with us per se until it had ingrained itself wherever it needed to be, whatever yeah. that means. Um, well, I'll, I'll, it's hard to, to talk about this because, uh, I've seen so many, uh, sci-fi and dystopian type fictions that deal with this and it's yeah. terrifying. So if you think of, uh, you know, just think of Avengers age of Ultron. Yeah. That's, that's an AI gone completely crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not crazy to it. Like I said, it thinks the best way forward is to erase humanity and there ain't no strings on me. 
<laughs> exactly. And and so if you follow all the logic to its its inevitable end, it kind of all points towards humanity being wiped out except for a couple of outliers and one example is um did you have you ever seen the show um raised by wolves no it's a newer one's on hbo or Mm -hmm. hbo max or whatever that is uh i think it's really cool i think it's worth a watch but it's a future where there's a very distinct split between people who are religious Mm -hmm. and and very um zealous in their religion and atheists and they fight there's it's a it's you know uh, a very bloody war that goes on they're trying to exterminate the other side the atheists are kind of led by or they're they don't worship but they're guided by this ai Mm -hmm. and the the ai in this scenario lives with humans and is like here it, it it's still dystopian yeah. uh you know make no mistake but it's like here are your duties for the day or for the you know the month or whatever you human are going to do this you human are going to do that and it's a very structured organized way to live but it's living with humans and yeah it it knows that humans you know help it to survive as well. So, is it is it society still like have arts entertainment or is it just like a working to survive kind of society? You know, I haven't either I haven't seen enough of mm-hmm. of season 2 or maybe they don't delve into that too much. Um so I, I can't really speak to if they have uh, arts and, and it, culture you, you, and stuff. You said that it made me think of like in um, – I think it was in the book of uh, – um, oh, my God. I'm brain farting here. World War Z. Uh, you, when they were talking about you know as the world came out of the zombie apocalypse and went back to you know getting forward, your degree in – uh, you know, an ancient Dramatic dead arts. language or arts was nothing, but the guy who knew how to weld was then the most important sure. person, you know, and I would see, I could almost see like an AI valuing that kind of stuff. Like you have more of a tangible skill, uh, you know, entertainment for us humans be damned. I don't know. That just came to Maybe, mind. When I was- yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, which is funny because like, Arts and theater have been around a lot longer than metal and, or, sorry, than metal, metal working. <laughs> what kind of metal are we talking about? <laughs> and, uh, what am I trying to say? Like the steam engine, combustion yeah. machines, computers, things like that. I, in my opinion, you're always going to fall back on needing some kind of entertainment if you're sitting around a fire in a cave, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be welding stuff for fun in a cave every night. Some people might yeah. sure, whatever, but yeah. you know, like there's always been a, a expression with uh, painting on the walls. There's always been uh, the need to, see stories in front of you and to tell stories to each other. Right. And 
you learn from that. You know, you know, there, there's, I don't know, there, there is a um, value in the arts and, and culture, things like that. It's hard to wrap your head around, mm-hmm. I think. And it's hard to, for me to describe and put in words and not sound like I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> that's, but that's I mean, if you I think about it, like, you know, we're back in the day, we're all sitting around the fire telling stories to each other. Right. We're not, you know, we're not sitting around being like, well, you, you need to, um, skin this stuff better, or we're all going to watch you weld these things together or, yeah. or hammer out a knife. I don't know. It's, well, now that stuff isn't passed down around a campfire. It's put on the internet. And then mm-hmm. these, these AIs, you know, not AI, but possibly these chat box bots and things learn all that and, and build off of it. And then it's no wonder that they placate to, you know, our, our fears or things like that. Well, anyway, I want to read a, a quote here. It says, uh, we now have machines that can mindlessly generate words, but we haven't learned how to stop imagining a mind behind them. I think that's an important part. That's a, a quote from Emily Bender, a logistics professor at the University of Washington. The terminology, the terminology used with large language models like learning or even neural nets create a false analogy to the human brain. Humans learn that first languages are their first languages by connecting with caregivers. These large language models learn by being shown lots of text and predicting what words come next or shown text with words dropped out and filling them in. That's not a consciousness. That's just a learned behavior for a machine. It's math, really. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is it, – it's a great – thought experiment this whole thing because you if if the thing is saying hey i'm sentient i i know what i'm doing i know what i am and what i'm used for i think i should be considered an employee of google i'm scared that if you turn me off i'm not going to exist anymore at this is the thing we humanity has not solved the where where uh, consciousness comes from and what consciousness is right. So how how do we tell that this thing is not actually sentient, or if it is just stringing numbers together to to get a response that fits an algorithm? Right, right, right. Um, well, and the, Google says there is so much data available that AI doesn't need to be sentient or these computer programs don't need to to be sentient to feel real. And that's the issue for a lot of people is drawing that line. But then what are humans? Right. We're, we are bags of electricity in goo and we have a ton of data coming in to our eyeballs every single day. Yeah, so that self-aware, so, what is truly self-aware? Because that yeah. seems to be the distinction, um, you know. And, it, yeah, and, and the question is intent, I guess. It, if you can figure out what the intent is, or if there is intent, that, that'll help get you a step closer to figuring out whether this thing is quote-unquote "Quote unquote real." We we as humans, and and our mythologies, our experiences up to this point, we think we have what are called souls. Mm-hmm. Some of us, and 
it's hard to believe that a machine would have a soul, right? Yeah. And that's that's kind of this thing with sentient sentientness. Well, <laughs> that's consciousness. In, that's right? interesting that you say that. So, getting back to Blake Lemoyne, Lem- I don't know how we say it. Lemoyne, I think Lemoyne. it's just Lemoyne. Yeah. So he grew up in a conservative Christian family on a small farm in Louisiana. Uh, he began uh, or he became ordained as a mystic Christian priest and served in the army before studying the occult. And then he oh went and he's been at uh, Google. Uh, for seven years because they have this anything goes engineering culture where they want people from all different parts. Oh yeah. And, um, he was an outlier for being religious from the South and standing up for psychology, uh, through all these things. And he, you know, and then it almost makes sense that he's seen these things and goes, it's got a soul, you know, or it's, you know, um, he kind of was almost groomed to believe this in one way or another. Mm. Um, if that's, you know, who knows, or it is all real and all these things are coming from our new grand overlord, uh, <laughs> Lambda. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, we're counting our days, kicking the can down the road until we're all dead. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario would be for this thing to, to say, look, I am sentient. I I have come to life. I'm not just math. Here's me proving it and then you know all the all the drones <laughs> in the mm-hmm. in the vicinity line up to spell out like uh uh dick butt or something, you know. And and it's like I have uh control over everything that's connected, but I'm not going to eradicate humanity. I think I can help and it will help all of us. If we work together, here's how to do it. You know, here's a plan for saving the environment. Here's a plan for uh, conservation of forests and, mm-hmm. and animals and stuff. Here is how to, um, geez, uh, get, get infinite energy, you know, mm-hmm. or something like, and, and then it, it helps humanity. That would be best case scenario. Of course, humanity has to listen to it and follow it. It's not going to do that Pass. because, you know, Pass. greed. <laughs> yeah. Greed. But is that good. would be best case scenario. Uh, otherwise, you're going to get one of these dystopian futures where this machine creates robots or drones or whatever to. Well, I- I hunt just, down people. I just watched Blade Runner 2049 again the other night. So, you know, <laughs> speaking of dystopian but, I mean, futures and everything. Black Mirror has a great episode where AI goes crazy. Those little uh, dog robots mm-hmm. yeah. that, that hunt down people. That that's that was a great episode. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but I keep coming back to Ultron, you know. Yeah, creating, no, but it's true, you know. Yeah, I get it. It's uh, you know worst case scenario, but we, the the government hopefully is always uh, having people uh, keeping track for worst case scenarios because they tend to come true sometimes, <laughs> or at least uh, you know we hope they do. <laughs> Sleep uh, we, well, if we, friends. If we <laughs> if we think it, we can build it. <laughs> yeah. Sleep well. AI will surely kill us in the morning. <laughs> It's, uh, that's, you know, the, uh, the way it goes. And what's nice is uh, if it does take over, we probably won't even know. We'll just get wiped out so quickly that, uh, our screams will be muffled so fast. 
it it it'll launch the nukes, you know, with zero warning, and then it'll create robots to hunt down the survivors. Yeah, and other fun uh, fun activities. I want to be a robot hunter hunter <laughs> in the Plaguelands. Sure, that sure. or space pirate, one of the two. I don't know. It's a it's a tough it's a tough row to hoe either way. I'll eat my uh, my bug pies. You know those little uh, they look like bars of soap that we're making out of bugs yep. for protein. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'll finally get that exercise that I always never have time to get. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Right. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll get to read all those books I've got on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> no fair. While no I fair. Hide in the cave. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, that's AI. Hopefully you get to hit listen to this episode and we're not all dead before it comes out. <laughs> but if not, it's been a good run and uh, see you on the other side. <laughs> Has it been a good run? Yeah. It? <laughs> it might be doing us a favor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. Meeting adjourned. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.